Hello, guys. Welcome back to the podcast. It's been such a long time. So many things have happened, and I have so many things on my mind to talk to you guys about. First of all, I hope everyone is doing well, hanging in there. It's been a really crazy few weeks. And um, today, we're going to start off by talking about dating failures in New York City, NYC edition. I feel like I'm in my own like modern sex in the city audio version, like living the single life and just talking about it. And yeah, I guess I'm here for that. I think this is an especially interesting episode because I think a lot of you guys may find this very relatable. Some of you guys may learn from this. Um, I think one of my favorite things about podcasting is every experience in life can be a great learning experience and something that could become a really good story to, you know, share with friends, family, and we just all learn and grow together. And for that, I don't really have any regrets, but they do make juicy podcast episodes. So I think this one is going to be an especially juicy one. So fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be a fun ride. Basically, as a single girl in the city, you know, I dabble with dating apps. I go out on dates. I like meeting new people, meeting new friends. And the last few weeks, I definitely have been really heavy in my going out phase. And that means, you know, I will say yes virtually to any sort of invitation that, you know, my friends invite me to, unless of course I just can't make it. And I think it's been really fun in general to go out and, like I said, make new friends, hang out, you know, form these new fun experiences. And of course, along the way, I might meet, you know, a guy that, could be interesting to get to know. And sometimes, you know, you meet people at the social functions with your friends and you have this initial conversation and you you feel positive vibes. And this is what happened one weekend very recently where I was at a house party after getting dinner with friends and there's this guy who basically seemed perfect on paper. He was this, you know, well-educated, went to an Ivy League school, um, was an athlete, was really fit, and just had this really dangerously charismatic smile. Um, And of course, me being the romantic in myself, I fall for this. And I'm immediately like, okay, I want to get to know this guy better. So, We end up going out to, um, you know, Marquis and we just all hang out and just like have a good time that night. Then, you know, the next day we end up meeting up at night, but we just like talk for a little bit. Um, Nothing happens and I go home. And so I'm feeling like things are, you know, moving at a pretty okay pace. Nothing is happening. We're just getting to know each other. And the next day after I hang out with my friends, 
we meet up at this cute little arcade bar, arcade, arcade bar, and we just grab drinks and then play some games and talk. And I feel like it's a really wholesome, like fun time to just get to know somebody. And as a person that loves to talk, uh, talking is definitely my love language. And I feel like the more I get to know somebody in this very pure and genuine way, the more I start to, you know, like them. And the next week, basically, I'm in Boston with my mom and my sister. Uh, My sister, she, you know, shout out to her. She's incredible. She just got into Harvard for grad school. And I'm really, really proud of her because I think she's not only just an incredible person, but she is just going to rock it at life. So we were exploring Boston, having a really nice, peaceful time, eating a lot of great seafood and just preparing her for life in Boston. And this whole time I'm on this trip, right? It's a really nice time to spend with my mom and my sister, but basically the whole time, every single day, me and this guy that I met at this housewarming, for privacy purposes, I'm definitely not going to say his real name. We're going to call him Bob. So Bob and I, we're talking all day, basically, sending long, long messages back and forth. And to me, this is very unusual, especially early in the dating game. The other thing I wanted to mention is He apparently, and this might have been one of the first red flags, was he did extensive internet research on me. Like he, according to him, listened to all of my podcast episodes. He saw articles I wrote back when I was in college and, you know, just did a lot of social media stalking. And thankfully, I don't have that much on my Instagram But he just like asked me questions about my past, about my upbringing, about my childhood, stuff that basically indicated that I thought he was interested in getting to know me as a person and wanted to know me better. And though it was creepy that he did such extensive internet stalking, because even though, you know, I like to check out if this person I'm talking to is crazy or not um, by looking him up on LinkedIn sometimes and his social media. I'm not, I don't feel like I have the time to do such extensive internet research in general. So I was one, a little surprised that he did such extensive research and two, a little bit flattered that he would spend so much time to just do this type of research. Um, And then also thirdly, I was a little bit confused because instead of asking me these questions up front, he just tried to find this out like on his own. But anyway, so I was like, okay, this is a little bit weird, but I'm a little bit flattered and a little bit like enamored because I feel like this is unusual. He's trying to get to know me as a human and talk about my past and my experiences. And the more I talked to him and got to know him and I felt like things were flowing very well, um, there weren't any major red flags in our conversations. They were just purely just honest, innocent to me at the time. Questions about, you know, like how do I view life and relationships and 
you know, my upbringing and my family and all this stuff. And I felt pretty comfortable talking to him about it because in general, I'm a pretty open book. You know, I mean, I have a podcast and I'm pretty comfortable sharing my life with people because, like I said, talking is my love language. The more I got to talk to him on this very wholesome and innocent way, I started to like him more and more. And of course, when I got back to the city, the day of that Friday, um, we got dinner and it was great. It was really fun, lighthearted. Um, it was a good time. We got some Korean barbecue and then we went to a bar and then we went out with some friends. The next day, um, I took it pretty easy uh, and, and we were talking the whole day. I was just resting at home and I would just pulled out my laptop because the pace at which we were texting, I just couldn't keep up just by texting on my phone. So, and I'm a faster typer. So I was like, I'm just going to have a full-blown virtual texting conversation with him because apparently there is just so much to talk about. And, you know, at this point, it's still very innocent. It's very wholesome. We're just getting to know each other. We're just talking. And then that night, we get dinner again. So this was dinner two nights in a row. I bring him to a housewarming party where he met more of my friends. And we then go to another birthday party where more of our friends were. And so everything up until this point felt so fun. It was great. I mean, I was comfortable like bringing him and introducing him to my friends and just like spending so much time together, like basically the whole evening. And I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, this is a guy that's, you know, looks so perfect on paper. We obviously have this like great chemistry. We have great conversations. And I feel like he's different than the other guys I dated because he can really hold a conversation. And I felt like he was being genuine in his curiosity about me. And so up until this point, right, things were going well. The moment we get to this birthday party after the housewarming though, I'm, you know, talking to my friends. He just goes off and sort of disappears. I'm like, okay, I'll let him have some space because we were together for basically the whole night. But basically when he disappears, he goes off and talks to this other girl. And this other girl, apparently, I found out after the fact, was a girl he used to have a thing with before he met me. And I'm like, okay, this is uncomfortable, but whatever. He is probably just talking to a friend, whatever. I'm talking to my other friends. Then, guys, get this. He starts to make out with her. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, that's that's not okay. Very obviously. Um, and at the moment, I'm feeling a mixture of things. I'm like, okay, first of all, this is the first time that I've been in a situation where I've been so clearly disrespected and to my face. I mean, obviously I know we only met for a week and I guess things progress pretty quickly um, in terms of our frequency of like talking and hanging out. And so at that point, we were really nothing to each other, like technically. He could have gone on other dates with people and it would have not been my business, right? And, and same thing for me. But to have done that, right, at this party I brought him to, 
where I was there and I definitely could have seen. It was so disrespectful. And so I felt like it was definitely a slap in my face. And I felt like there was this really like weird feeling in my stomach. I was like, damn, this is happening. Like I finally met somebody who I thought was great and is just so clearly disrespectful to me and doesn't care about me. So I'm like, all right, according to the numbers, it was bound to happen one day. And it was that night. So once, you know, he leaves that corner and he's there by himself, just like loitering around, I confront him. I tell him, hey, I saw that you made out with this girl. And that's definitely very disrespectful. That's not okay with me. Um, Yeah, we're basically over. And he is just really like, you know, sad, disappointed, just shocked. And he's just like apologizing profusely. He's trying to explain himself, but it's obviously a really like silly, non-excusable excuse. And like basically after this, um, I'm just trying to still have a good night and I'm not trying to cause any like scene at this party. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Like we can talk about later. Okay. And then we end up going out with our friends and at this next function, right? He's, you know, talking to some other people. It's whatever. I'm talking to some other people, like my friends, and we're all hanging out, having a good time. Then he tries to like, you know, apologize more, pulls me aside multiple times to try to make things better. But I basically tell him, right? Like, I can't have anything to do with you. Like I tell him up front, I say, I could never ever date a guy like you who has no respect for the people that he dates. And it's just, it's just over. Like I would honestly rather be single for the rest of my life, which I don't think that's gonna happen, but I would rather be single on my couch, like the couch in the no plans, like cover, single eating takeout, than date a guy that disrespect me. At the end of the day, Life is so short, right? And life is really, it's really beautiful and precious. And it's just such a waste of time to spend any energy on people who don't respect you and who don't, um, you know, have the sense in them to know, like in any sort of situation, on any date you're on, you just can't do certain things. So at this point, I'm already resolved, right? Like at this point, there's no turning back. This guy has already blew a shot and it's over for him uh, in terms of us dating. So then, you know, luckily one of my guy friends is there. I see him. He essentially pulls me away and he's like, hey, like, I got you. Come with me to K-Town. My other friends are there. We can get some, you know, some late night food. And I'm so down because at this point, I'm exhausted, I'm annoyed, I'm hungry. So this Bob guy, right, is trying to still make things better and apologizing profusely. He's saying all these like really silly things like, oh, I really like you. Um, I really liked you like from the start, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'm just like, it's like going in one ear, going out the other ear. 
And he's trying to like spend five or 10 more minutes to talk. And I'm just like, whatever, dude, get home safely. If you want to talk, we can talk another time. And so he gets into a taxi. He leaves. And I go with my friend to K-Town and we have a good time. It was actually a really fun time just meeting his other friends and having some good food. It, it was actually what I needed at the time. The next day, this guy, um, you know, texts me at noon-ish and he's sending me all... Well, I forgot to mention. So before he sends me these messages at noon, right after um, he leaves the the like social function at night, he, you know, sends me a ton of messages from like 3 a.m. all the way until like 4 a.m. The gist of it was just like, oh, like, you know, like, why why are you mad at me? Why do you hate me? Like, like, you know, I miss you. And it was just so, so silly. And at that point, right, I'm just like, whatever. Then, of course, the next day, he texts me more. He's like saying essentially the same things. He's trying to make conversation. And he's like, hey, do you want to go get some soup dumplings. And I'm like, what is this guy for real? <laughs> like the, the audacity of this guy to just act like, you know, nothing was really wrong and wanting to go on another dinner date. It was so, it was honestly so shocking and funny. Um. Anyway, so of course I ignore everything. And by this point, I've like spammed all of my group chats just ranting about this guy like wow this guy sucks and unanimously all of my group chats are like supportive that this guy is a really not good person and they're like yeah you need a you just need to drop him and I'm like yes guys there's no question this guy is getting dropped I'm never ever going on a date with him again he blew a shot I think with age, and I'm not saying I'm like super old, but as I get older, I think the less patience I have for things like this. And I think in general, I've been lucky enough to have made wiser dating decisions. And the guys I've dated in the past for like more than a week, right, have been genuinely good people. And I still wish them well. And I would still be down to be friends with them and friendly with them because at the end of the day, I think we treated each other well and they were really decent people. But unfortunately with this Bob guy, right, it was different. And I just, it just, when you mess up as a guy in a dating situation, like, unfortunately, that's just over, right? Because I think with time, you get less patient, especially myself. I get less patient. And we are, we've seen much more types of people. We know our worth and we just won't put up with it. So back to the story, right? So then he like still messages me. He's like trying to apologize in person. He tries to call me. I immediately ignore then he sends me this super long text message. I'm like, wow, this is really like so bizarre. It's like a super long text message about him explaining the situation. He's trying to really apologize, trying to still confess that he still really likes me and all this stuff. And 
of course I, you know, still send it to all my group chats. I'm like, guys, like update. And yeah, it's a unanimous answer. The answer is no. Like, I don't believe anything a guy like this says. I mean, he. I don't care if he's like Jeff Bezos, right? Okay, maybe if he's, no, I'm just kidding. It, I don't care if he's like a billionaire and he's graduated from Harvard, Oxford. Like he's just a genius, like super high IQ, super famous. I don't care. Like if you disrespect me or in, in general, anyone when you're dating, it's just game over. And I think that unfortunately for him, this is something he has to learn. And if he chooses not to learn from it, that's okay. I mean, it's his decision. But this was a really recent example of a dating fail that I just had I just had to share because I feel like it's so juicy and it's such a good learning experience for myself. I look back on it now like this was a very juicy story that I learned a lot from. And I came out of it knowing my self-worth, knowing that I have such great supportive friends, knowing that I know that I can do so much better. And so I know it sounds like from the beginning, I knew that I wanted nothing to do with this guy. I wanted to drop him. But the truth is, is that when everything was going down, I was feeling really conflicted because this was a person that I got to know really quickly on a pretty meaningful level where we were talking about like our families, like our family photos, like embarrassing high school videos and stories, like anything under the sun. We were just being super open about everything. Well, at least that's what I thought. Um, And so I felt like, yeah, there might have been something great going on between us. And I wanted to believe that. Um, And the other thing is, if he's really a player, I feel like he is such a bad player game. Because when we were talking, we were just talking and going to dinner and going out with their friends. And like, it felt like, honestly, so innocent and wholesome. And I was like, wow, okay, if he's true, truly a player, then he, first of all, like spent so much time with me doing such innocent things, which is great. But I don't think that that's like a really kind of boring player game if i'm going to be really frank anyway and then the fact after the fact is that after you know everything went down and like he was sending me all these messages trying to call me sending me this super long apology text message and trying to like say all these sweet romantic things that win me back and give me get me to give him a second chance i'm just like why why on earth would this player like put in so much effort to try to win me back when he could just go off and do his player thing, which is go and talk to another girl and date another girl. So part of me wanted to believe that he did generally like me and he also thought that something great was going on. But the rational side in me was like, no, Shannon, you cannot, you need to, you, you need 
to know your self-worth and you're, you have to have self-respect and never talk to this guy. But my emotional side was like, oh, he's sending me this really long apology text message and it's like sad. It's giving me such sad boy vibes. Like maybe he did just really mean it. Genuinely, he was apologetic. But so I, I felt like I had like an angel and a devil on my shoulders. And whenever I'm feeling like this, I just default talk to my more rational very stable friends. And they unanimously, unanimously told me, no, Shannon, no, no, you cannot talk to this guy. So I think, you know, given I am, given I was conflicted, I need to trust my friends because interestingly, my friends, some of them were madder for me than I was. And that was so interesting. Like I would be like talk, I would be ranting about it. Oh, like this happened and blah, blah, blah. And then my friends would be like livid and just be like, oh my God, if I ever see see this person, like blah, 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 blah like they would want to, you know, like hypothetically slap them or whatever. And I'm not trying to say that this would happen because I don't want to like incite fear or ever condone violence. Um, but like, I, I think my point is it was interesting to see my friend's reactions to this. And that's when I know that it's really bad. When my friends are madder for me about something than I am. And surprisingly, and this is kind of weird to say, um, I didn't really feel that upset. Obviously, I was mad. Like I was like, wow, anytime a person disrespects me, I am upset. Um gotta stand up for myself. But I wasn't like crying. Okay, I've only known this guy for a week. And so I wasn't crying. And I was like, boo, like, oh, I lost the love of my life. Or like, oh, like, you know, I want him to come back and give me a second chance. No, I was like, ranting, sending screenshots, sending messages to my friends. And I then went to get my nails done. You know, it was just like a regular Sunday. But uh, anyway, and so I guess the takeaway for, you know, all of you dear listeners is don't ever, ever settle or let anyone question your worth, make you question your worth or ever, ever let them disrespect you. Because, honey, the truth is life is short. We don't have we don't got time for that. And there's so many so many great people in this city. I know sometimes when we're in the depth of it, right? When we're in the thick of dating and dating sucks and dating is really annoying, it can feel like there's no other great person. But this is something I tell myself and this is something that I'm gonna tell all my friends who may be feeling the same sort of way, which is there will be that person who will never disrespect you, who will treat you really well, who will prioritize you and only have eyes for you and it's going to be easy and it's me great and you will meet them unexpectedly and it's going to be the best thing ever so thank you guys for listening to this story to this rant Uh, I hope it was interesting and hopefully insightful let me know if you guys have any other dating fail stories any other things you want to share, uh, send me a DM at No Plans the Podcast on Instagram and would love to connect. Alrighty, I will see you guys later. Bye bye.